0: His name is Lyle Presler, punk rock legend and music industry vet. His name is Jim Shear, most tenured DJ in the history of music television. It's the Week in Music with Lyle and Jim, and it all starts now. Hello there, everybody. My name is Jim Shear. And I'm Lyle Presler. And on today's episode, Adele claims that smoking makes her voice better... Amoeba Music is selling marijuana. Nevermind turns 25. We have our first guest today. Music video legend Steven Smith will join us. I am am baking an apple pie as this episode is running. That could turn out to be a horrible decision. But before all of that, Lyle, I, I believe if I understand correctly, this weekend you were at the Global Citizen Festival held in New York City Central Park. I was indeed.
1: How was it? I thought it was really great. Now, did you stay for everything? Uh, I stayed for half of Rihanna's set. That's the closer. Oh, she so, closed out? Okay. Yeah, at least I believe she did. Um, that was the schedule. Do you, so you saw Metallica played, right? I saw Metallica. I, I heard, uh, I saw Ellie Golden. I saw Kendrick. And I heard uh, some Eddie Vedder with Chris Martin. Um, I heard some Eddie Vedder with Cat Stevens. What time did Metallica go on? Oh, I want to say it was maybe seven or something. Was it Sixth dark outside? No, it was light. Wow. Was still light. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Metallica yeah. opened up for Rihanna. Well, Metallica opened up technically for Ellie Goulding and for Kendrick and uh, for uh, Rihanna. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know if they yeah. would have done that a handful of years ago. Probably not, um, but what I really liked about it, because I am I suffer from OLD, uh, is that uh, the sets were mercifully short. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I kind of, you know, you do an hour, an hour and 15 minutes and do the songs I kind of want to hear, and I'm very satisfied. Mm-hmm. And if you go and play three hours, I'm getting less satisfied by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> now how, how long did Metallica play for? I think probably about about an hour, about forty forty minutes to an hour. Oh, okay. So a nice. but they did, you know, they did Master of puppets, they did Nothing else Matters. they did inner Sandman, you know, and they did one, which was cool. That is cool. Um, now, did they they didn't get an encore, did they? No, there were no, as far as I know, I don't know about Rihanna, but there weren't encores. It was the set, and you're done. Now, do you remember what Metallica closed with? Uh, I believe it was Inner Sandman. Okay. Yeah, that
0: makes sense, if you're
1: trying to please a a mass audience.
0: So, Amoeba Music, one of the last standing record chains in the country, has acquired a license to open up a marijuana dispensary in its Berkeley location. Co-owner Dave Prinz said, Weed can help save music. Absolutely. It also fits in with what we do, who we are. It's counterculture to a very high degree. Now, it's still unclear if the amoeba store in Los Angeles will survive, but Lyle, can weed help save music?
1: Well, I mean, the first thing I'd like to say is that I don't know at this point the way we're moving that weed is particularly counterculture. (laughs) It sort of more or less seems like it kind of is the culture. It's part of the culture, you know? I mean, I, I've known. Obviously, I'm not going to name names, but I've known lots of very serious professional people, you know, high-level people who've been smoking pot forever. Um, you know, it's it's they they regard it as no different than having a cocktail. You know, <laughs> um, and the only other thing I'd say is that I have limited experience with this, but I will say that most music that you produce while really high sucks. <laughs> You think it's great while you're doing it, and then you get up the next morning and you listen to it and you go, my God, what in the world were we thinking? <laughs> so. I "I
0: wish it was documented when Snoop Dogg was recording his best material
1: and how high I mean, he was. Maybe he wasn't I mean, high at all. Listen, you know, I mean, I remember that, you know, I mean, Jimi Hendrix would be sort of the model of a guy who would try anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he wrote an essay later on in his life, oh, well, before he died, that basically said, you know, don't do drugs, and drugs don't really do anything for you. You think they're doing something for you, but they really don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, of course, you can also take the opposite tack, which is, you know, Keith Richards, who says, don't try this at home, but it seems to work for me. Right. (laughs) So I don't know.
0: (laughs) And uh, a few weeks ago, I actually got to go to the Amoeba in Los Angeles. And then a week or so so after that, they announced that they they sold the store. But I think it's still there, and they don't know what they're going to do with it yet. So Mm. if you're out in Los Angeles and you have a chance, go to the Amoeba music store before they close it.
1: Absolutely, because I mean, there's a few stores left in America, mm-hmm. big, you know, famous stores, and and if you don't do anything else, just go in and look around because you're not going to see this. No, this is G- gonna be, this when is I was gonna walking through
0: it, it almost felt like a museum, mm-hmm. and I thought exactly. it's, it's amazing that this still exists in 2016 because there aren't many left. That's right. So Adele recently revealed to Canada's E that having to quit smoking has had a consequence on her voice, but not the one you'd expect. She said, the people with the best voices, they always smoke. I've given up smoking, and I'm convinced that's made my voice weaker.
1: Well, you know, I, I had my teeth fixed, and, and I could sing better. Um, y- you know, you've always heard the story that, uh, I mean, not well, mind you, but better. Um, but you've always heard the story that often singers don't get their teeth fixed, Because Mm -hmm. they're afraid that the new shape—and it is true. I mean, if you reshape the teeth, the way the tongue Mm -hmm. hits against the teeth changes. And anybody who's had significant dental work knows that that can be like your bite and everything can be a complete nightmare, Mm -hmm. necessitating many visits back to have them file things and whatever. Um, So, I I guess I could sort of see it, but uh, the risk, of course, is she will end up sounding like the aforementioned Keith Richards. So, you know, (laughs) we don't want that to go, you know, can't. Yeah, she probably is missing a little bit of that grit and rasp. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but, you know, one of the things about this, too, is that some of this is, most of it is really psychosomatic. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's like those people who tell you that they can't function without a cup of coffee. Right. And you go like, really? Really? Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and, and a, a personal note, um, there was one night back in the day where Ian lost his voice before a minor threat show. And he decided that it was because he drunk RC Cola <laughs> and and swore off RC forever. Um, strictly Coca-Cola, no RC Cola. Wow. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, listen, singers have their own little world that mm-hmm. they live in. And who knows? But she might be right. Well, yeah, and if Adele's
0: listening, which she's probably not, she's in her 20s. So you got to think about your career when you're in your 50s or 60s. Absolutely. So yeah, giving up smoking now, you you might lose some of that that raspiness, but you're going to thank yourself when you're 60 years old and you can still tour arenas. That's right. Nirvana's landmark alternative rock album, Nevermind, recently celebrated its 25th anniversary. As he did, I believe, for the 10th and 20th anniversaries for the album, the Nevermind baby, Spencer Eldon, took an underwater photograph recreating the album cover with pants on. Eldon wanted to do it nude, but the photographer thought it would be too weird. And in case you're wondering, yes, Eldon is also 25 years old. Wow. Have you seen any of these pictures throughout the years?
1: I have seen a couple, yes. It's very clever. I like it. Yeah. I think, it's, I think, it's, I think it's, it's really cool. It's sort of, you know, that almost that documentary approach just following people as they grow up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think, you know, I think obviously those pictures are going to become sort of part of the, the canon or the lore of, of Nirvana. Cause so I think it's cool. When I
0: was reading up on it years ago, I thought that maybe Kurt used an old stock photo. Mm. You know, from the 80s or something like that. But I like that the picture was actually taken in February
1: of 1991. I know. I, I learned that, too, and I was surprised because I thought it was some either a stock photo or some sort of, like, you know, creative uh, paste-up.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's cool that when it's the 30th anniversary of Nevermind, Eldon will be 30 years old.
1: Yeah, that's what makes it... I think that's what makes it really cool, is that it exactly, you know, it mm-hmm. follows exactly chronologically.
0: And Eldon... He's a good-looking guy. So, aesthetically, it works. Yep. Yeah, so we'll see how he looks when he's 30. So, this weekend is the season premiere of SNL. Margot Robbie from Suicide Squad will be hosting, and the weekend will be the musical guest. Are you okay when a musical guest doesn't have an album to promote yet?
1: Well, I mean, I think the reality is, in this day and age, what does that even mean? You know, people just release songs, and and then they release EPs, or what they call EPs. I don't know why they still call them EPs. It's kind of like we still call them albums, uh, you know. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming he's going to play new music, so... Because he has his new single out. Yeah.
0: But I kind of like when an album's out... And you think, ooh, what song is he going to play? So, you know on Saturday he's going to play his new single, and then he's going to play a song that we never heard before.
1: Right. Yeah. All
0: right. So uh, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we have our first guest ever on The Week in Music, Sir Stephen
1: Smith. (sighs) Hey,
2: Stephen. Hey, Trixie. What are you doing? It's a chair for my new music
0: debate show, The Weekly Riffs. What you got here is a throne, not a chair. A throne is a type of chair. Aren't you afraid you're going to alienate some of your guests? Ah. Jim Shear with Lyle Presler on The Week in Music. And ladies and gentlemen, finally, we have our first guest. Please welcome Sir Stephen Smith. Uh, Thank you, Senor
2: Mix-a-Lot. I really appreciate it.
0: And behind the scenes be behind the scenes you have been very patient by being our first guest.
2: Hey man, we we're we're all we're all stay at home dads. We know patience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what are you up to these days?
2: That's basically it, man. That is um it's one of those things where uh it's the job to end all jobs where I think to myself, "Wow, this is um probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do that I sincerely want to be better at. Mm -hmm. So that just makes it, when you screw up, so much worse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, have you used the the line yet? This is the great one. I'm going to let all the dads in on this and the pitfalls of it. You say, well, you know, I could get a job, but I'd have to make X amount of money to offset the childcare child care issue. Like you know, I, I, we're paying the we're paying her like thirty thousand dollars a year. So I'd have to get a job. It's like sixty thousand at least. Constantly, (laughs)
2: constantly, I've used that argument.
1: We've done the damn math (laughs) so many times. Oh, I've done it it by myself many, many times.
0: I
2: know it. I know it well. I
0: know it well. Well, Stephen, I have to ask: When's the last time you introduced a music video? Oh man, do you remember your Uh, last music video that you announced?
2: No, I really don't. It was probably—I couldn't tell you. Wow. I, really, I really couldn't, which is kind of a fun thing to say.
0: So we brought you on today, Stephen, to uh, play a carometer with us. Mm. Lyle, do you want to explain the
1: rules to Stephen? Well, the basic rules are uh, Jim will read a headline, if you will, and we will decide, all of us, on a scale of 0 to 10, wh- how much we care.
0: Yeah, does it make sense?
1: That
2: makes complete sense.
0: Okay, so let's turn on the old carometer. Uh, first up, we've got Lemmy. A crowdfunded $23,000 bronze Lemmy statue was recently unveiled at his favorite sunset bar, The Rainbow. Artist Travis Moore took on the job pro bono and decided not to include Lemmy's trademark cigarette, fearing that somebody might break it off. Steven, what does this rank on your carometer?
2: Am I caring about the statue or the cigarette?
0: It's your carometer, baby. You tell me. Okay, I don't care about the cigarette. Okay.
2: (laughs) I do I do care if there's not like a rock of meth in one of his knobs. Because I'd like it to be accurate. And I sincerely hope they did a bronze statue of the Miss Pac Man that he was always playing at. In fact, when I first moved to LA years ago, Lemmy was the first celebrity I ever saw, because I went to the Rainbow Bar and Grill, and he asked me if I wanted to play Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> Are
3: and you serious? I think, and
2: I think, yeah. And I think all I did was just start laughing and giggling in a corner.
0: <laughs> so your <laughs> That's number... That's awesome! Well, the dream is, when you go to the Rainbow, you want to see Lemmy. Uh, it was amazing. So your number is... Oh, I have to give you a number for Carometer? Yeah, of course. Uh,
2: I'm gonna say G. <laughs>
0: You see,
1: <laughs> this kid is, he's a rebel. You see, I would <laughs> like to have had the cigarette because yeah. uh, oh, yeah? because I would go break it off and use it as a slide on the guitar. Oh, that's... So now, you oh, know, wow. that would be really super cool. Like, and of course you couldn't admit that it was that <laughs> because then you'd be arrested. <laughs> so it'd be a private joke. So Lyle, what does this rank on your carometer? Oh, I think, uh, I think it's a 10, man. You know? Yeah, this is this is like a seven or eight for me. No, oh, I think it's a ten because I mean, you know, if you're gonna if you're ever gonna go there, it's like, can you imagine you're greeted by Lemmy? It it sets the tone for the evening.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. And big ups to the artist who did it for free. Absolutely. So, Steven, <laughs> next up, to celebrate the tenth anniversary of their album, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me, the band brand new have announced that they will be playing the album in full on their upcoming tour, which begins on October thirteenth, what does this rank on your carometer? I gotta say, it's
2: I love yes, that. Yes, I knew it would be. I know. Oh. I love that record a lot. That's. Uh, I remember when I first heard it. It was one of those things where I was thinking, I was like, "Wow they 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 made the record that's going to launch a lot of bands in the future." Like, like that's a that's a very solid album for me, and those guys are they're an interesting bunch of dudes. I kind of respect their uh, shunning of the press forever. Mm -hmm. They made a commitment. They still don't do it. Um, They just play their shows when they want to. They can play, Mm -hmm. you know? And the last time I saw them was, God help me, last year at Lollapalooza, which is not the place you really want to see anybody. Right? Um, Not the place that you want to see anybody for like a a full set, you know? Mm -hmm. You want to, like a good half hour set. You know, I always think about you know, I I love that religion. Like, they can kill a 45-minute set, you know? Kill it. And you just, like, and you walk away feeling like, oh, my God, I did it. Brand new there was, like, I, I kind of felt like I wanted more. Wow. And because I, and I, and I've seen them devolve in shows where they're like, hey, we let's bring someone else out. Let's do a couple of acoustic songs in the middle of the set. And you're like, ah, leave it. <laughs> um, uh, no, don't do that. But uh, if they're going to play this record front to back, I actually would probably spend money to
0: go hear that. And they will be playing other songs, too, on tour, just so you know. I have no interest in those. Oh, wow. So, Lyle, what yeah. does this rank on your carometer?
1: I mean, I'll, I'll go with it if, if that's what people are interested in. I, I, uh, I, I remember pursuing this band, actually, at one point, try to sign them. Um, but I would agree with Stephen that, and we talked about this earlier, like, an hour 45 minutes to an hour perfect i'm done i'm gone and i think if they're going to play a record that's probably no more than what 47 48 minutes long good for them
0: okay but that's not the set they're they're going to play other brand new songs just oh, letting you, just, you know you just said that actually didn't you yeah <laughs> so it'll be it'll be like a, about an hour 15 hour 20 minutes ah, I would that's expect. too much Oh, all right. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, you don't have to stay. Yeah, you don't have to stay. To yeah. records, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a seven. Is it wrong of me that I would rather hear Deja and Tendu from front to back?
2: No.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good record. If, if they play that front to back, then I'm giving it a ten on my carometer. But right now it's just a seven.
2: I gotta say both those records. Um uh, actually, most of their records, those guys really win with album covers, I think.
0: Yeah, mm. right?
2: Like, they put a lot of thought in that, and I respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. I do I do enjoy packaging.
0: Yeah, I, I As do I. <laughs> so, uh, on October 7th, Nickelodeon and Gwen Stefani team up for a new animated series called Cuckoo Harajuku, which follows the adventures of the fictional HJ5 band. Stefani also sings the theme song. What does this rank on your carometer, Stephen?
2: I think um what's what's less than apathy?
0: <laughs> He's only going to give us one number. He gave us a G yeah. and a 10.
2: Yeah, I'm going to uh God, what's an, what's a good integer?
0: I think your yeah. your carometer is calibrated to European settings.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's definitely it's all metric. It's all metric. <laughs>
0: um
2: Yeah, I'm going to give this a don't care. Like a zero. (laughs) That would
0: be a
1: zero. There we go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, well, a zero is a number that's also not a number.
1: (laughs) Well, Stephen, are your girls (laughs) at all into uh, Gwen or any of that stuff?
2: No, they are. uh, We've been very selective. I remember something you said to me a long time ago, Lyle, and my girls are the exact age you said it to me, was that they only want, like, the girl singers. Mm -hmm. So we've been very specific, and so it's a lot of, a lot of Adele. Okay. So that's a, a lot of uh, uh, Kelly Clarkson, who I've always been a fan of. Um, and uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, we just just recently pulled in a little T Swift. Just 1989. Just pulled that in, mm-hmm. which is like probably one of the better Max Martin records.
1: So, like, yeah, the Gwen Stefani thing. I mean, it's interesting that I think years ago. My wife bought my daughter all those little Harajuku girl like, their little fragrances. They had little tops oh, yeah. on them.
2: Love angel music, baby. Yeah,
1: and uh, exactly. And uh, I think my daughter's forgotten about them because they were removed during remodeling. Um, but doesn't this seem nine years ago to you? I mean, the whole thing.
2: Yeah, she. You know, the thing about Gwen Stefani is, is that everything she's doing right now seems like. Like the last No Doubt record, where they're like, "We're not going to do any press. We're not going to do anything. The audience will still be there." No, they're they're not. They're not. That yeah. we didn't we didn't wait. And and I loved you back then, but so help me, like you 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 still don't sing very well. Yeah, like, you know, she never did. She never did. Like I remember seeing her uh, at this insane radio festival show in San Jose. Like, the lineup was like, I want to get Jawbreaker played, but it was like Jawbreaker, Tripping Daisy, um, Sonic Youth, which was insane, um, Radiohead, Garbage in No Doubt, Ooh. Everclear, and then the headliner was Oasis. Wow. So it's like a total moment in time. But I remember No, uh, uh, no Doubt came out, and they were really good. But then Garbage came out, and I was like, oh, she can sing. Mm. Like, she's awesome. And also, she's doing all that in a skirt. I like that more.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, now, Lyle, what does this rank on your carometer? Two. Oh, a two. Okay. I give it a four. It's no Yo Gabba Gabba. No. But I, I, I I may tune in. But what if is? If I see it on the channel guide. I know. What is what Yo is Gabba exactly? Gabba?
2: But, you know there's a Yo Gabba Gabba movie that hasn't been released, which is the last thing Gene Wilder ever did.
0: Really? Really? He's in it. Wow. wow. So that's... is it is it going to come out?
2: I don't know. It's hard to tell with those guys. Okay. Like like they like a few years ago, that's how Rocket from the Crypt reunited because they
0: did a mm-hmm. show. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: But then that episode didn't come out until two years later and they'd already been like two reunions in stuff.
0: So uh, up next, on November 11th, Bob Dylan will be releasing a 36-disc box set documenting a whole bunch of live concerts he performed in 1966. What does this rank on your carometer?
2: This is a tough one, man. I'm going to have to say a seven because I don't know if I'd want to listen to all of them, but I'm fascinated by the fact that he held on to everything, that he was that smart. Mm. So that I like, and there's, I'm a, I'm a casual Dylan fan, which means I probably have like 40 records, you know, <laughs> which is like, I think, I think that's pretty, I think that's an apt description of a casual Dylan fan. Really? You know? 40? Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I guess, low on and that I, list then. I, I love Bob Dylan. Love Bob Dylan, but like, you know, I've got Live at the Gaslight, and you listen to it, and you're like, wow, Ramblin' Jack has never sounded better. <laughs>
0: We got a number out of Steven finally. Lyle, yeah. what's his rank on your carometer?
1: A five. I, yeah. I, I you know, I can't I can't imagine listening to all of it. In fact, I can't imagine to listening more than one. I agree. But but what I would say is that I've had people call me over the years and say, Hey, can you get me, you know, X? Group of CDs. And I'll say, why? And they'll say, because I'm going through a phase where I'm going back and listening. And I had, I've had, i had people call me, you know, can you get me the Ramon such and such? Because I want to go back and really do the Ramon. So I guess in the future, should I live that long, um, I might be like, oh, you know what? I want to listen to Bob Dylan, 1966, and I want to really listen to all of it. So if someone wants to send it to me, yeah, I I'll get take it. it. I'll take it.
0: I'm going to give it a three just because it's 36 discs. (laughs) I'm downsizing my CD collection. I don't have room for 36 more discs. Yeah,
2: I I, I applaud that. I have a good place to sell them to. You do? Oh, yeah.
0: Now, guys, I'm sure you've caught wind of this, but over the last few years, NBC has broadcasted a live Broadway musical. This year, on the night of December 7th, Ariana Grande... We'll play Penny in the musical Hairspray. Jennifer Hudson will play Motormouth Maybell. What does this rank on your carometer? Steven, you're up first.
2: I'm sorry, I'm so bored. <laughs> That's that does He's a I rebel. Don't, <laughs> don't care. No wait a minute. Wait, 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 Zero. But, so it's a zero. A, is 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 um is Harvey is Harvey uh, Feinstein in it? <laughs> Weinstein? <laughs> is the Weinstein brothers part of it? <laughs>
1: Probably. Um but now is, is the the wait a minute, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. Is Harvey in it? Is his voice gravelly? Hang
1: on a second. Mm-hmm. Now, did your daughters watch either Grease or Peter Pan? No. Really? No, not at all. Too young? Uh, uh, or uh, not no, interesting? No, because I, I
2: had the foresight to go, let's see, I think these are gonna suck. Holy shit, I was right. Well, wait a
1: minute. Grease won, <laughs> won an Emmy. Yeah. So Over Lemonade. Yeah,
0: I, I, I gotta so.
1: say, Jim, I'm gonna have to give it a five, only because I'm sure I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm
0: I'm going to give it a four, because for whatever reason, I'm always home on those nights, and I'll turn on the TV, and I happen upon the musical, and I'll probably watch for a good 15 or 20 minutes. See, that's, that doesn't... Screw, that, screw that, the
2: musical. Show your kid that, the original John Waters movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the whole that.
0: live Broadway musical, as a fan of media, it's also fun to watch. Because it's live. Well, that's true. It's live. On TV. <laughs> so.
1: That forgotten medium. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still don't
0: care. TV's okay. not going to exist next year by the way. Right. So we should enjoy it we should enjoy it now. Yeah,
2: let me know when they do a live Jesus Christ superstar with an actual crucifixion and I'll be caring.
0: Okay. Well, hey, that might be or next year. How about
1: year. how about Hair with the nudity? Yeah.
2: Yeah, except Hair is kind of a dumb musical. They're all dumb musicals.
1: I've always liked End of the Woods, and then
2: they made the movie and then it made me hate it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, finally, in other TV news, starting on Thanksgiving Day, FXX will air a 13-day 600 episode Simpsons marathon. It's the longest marathon in TV history. Steven, what does this rank on your carometer?
2: I mean, the Simpsons are always a 10 for me because they're always on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what are they get? So, are they just saying this to keep people tuning into their channel? I love FXX. I love that's 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 the channel where it's like Let's see, the kids are in school. I got an hour to waste. Holy shit, Parks and Rec is on? I love this channel.
0: <laughs>
2: you know, it's like, it's. I, I totally back that. And The Simpsons are going to run forever. The Simpsons are the Keith Richards of animation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Well put. I'd agree. Now,
0: when the marathon's going on, where will you jump in? Early years, middle years, later years? I did a lot of early years, but for, but feel the, like the,
2: the, the mid to late 90s, that was like Yeah, yep, I yeah.
0: agree. Like, late 90s, I think, is when they hit their groove, their when nice groove. Uh,
2: when pretty much Dana Gould was involved, mm. that's um, all, all the Dana Gould episodes. You know? Well,
1: I was thinking that if they could just tag the Phil Hartman episodes, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. Miguel Sanchez, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I, would, I would totally be down with that.
0: So what does this rank on your carometer, Lyle? I'd say a 10. 10. Yeah. I'll give it a I'll give it an 8. That's a lot of TV. Of well, no one no <laughs> one's saying we're going to watch
1: the whole thing. I'm, well, you know, Steven's going to watch the whole thing, but the rest no. of us have other things to do. But don't they no, start
0: I... doing marathons on Thanksgiving and Christmas? Wouldn't it be a nice little step out of the box if they did the marathon right now?
1: Well, that's when true. Was going Actually, on? I I watched the uh, the a lot of the Star Trek marathon that BBC America did. Yeah, and uh, what,
2: what was that? Was that Next
1: Generation? No, no, it was the original. The oh, only thing cool. they've done with the original is they've gone back and they've kind of you know like do did some CGI on it to make the ship look better and make the planets look better which is okay, but I got my daughter interested in it, and she, she actually really got interested in it. So I was sort of surprised by that, and I was recalling like being a kid and coming home from school and watching the reruns on a black-and-white TV, and I used to tell my parents, they'd say, well, it's black-and-white, and I was like, no, it's in color, and they would say, it's not color, we have a black-and-white television. No, I'm like, it's in color. I can see the colors. I can see it. I'd I, 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 I swear to this. And Spider-Man, the animated thing, I swore he had he was red and black. I, I swore.
2: He's got radioactive blood. Yeah, he
0: does. <laughs> so, Stephen, would you like to join us while Lyle recites today's birthdays? Oh, of course. All right. Go for it, Lyle.
1: Well, you know, the thing about today's birthdays is there are no birthdays today. What? No. No. I mean, seriously, it's, it's a really bad day for that. Um, so nobody was
0: born on September twenty eighth. Well, I mean
1: not nobody, but nobody that I care about. Okay. But 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 <laughs> I have I have sort of a backup here. Now okay. Bridget Bardot is eighty-two years old today. Now I'm still hot. Yeah, except for the nationalist front leaning stuff, you know, the Nazi stuff. Yeah. But besides that, all, all, you know. all blonde people yeah, are. Yeah, like I know. But what I thought was interesting was to look and see how many songs have featured the words "Bridget Bardot," and it's a staggering number of songs. Bob Dylan, the aforementioned Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. actually claimed that he wrote his first song in homage to Bridget Bardot, and he mentions her. Uh, the Who mentioned her. Obviously, the Pretenders mention her. Um, it's a long list, and the only uh, there's only I was thinking like, well, what other Celebrities have been mentioned more. Elvis, probably, right? But he is everywhere. Yes. But I was thinking of Ronald Reagan because when I was in Minor Threat, we kept Brian Baker kept a list of all the bands that we, <laughs> we that opened for us on one tour, and it was like about eighty bands. And then he had a tick next to them if they had a song that had the words Ronald Reagan in it, and it was about. 82% of them. <laughs> so, so that was the climate. <laughs> How about Reagan Youth? Yeah, but they well, they, Reagan? I mean, they, they're they at the top of the list, right? Because they've got Reagan in the name. That was
2: the Ronald Reagan was one of my favorite things about... I um, uh, uh, talked to Fred Armisen once, uh-huh. and he said that the sketch they did on SNL where it was Hey, I got my old band back together for my daughter's wedding. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. with Dave and Grohl. Was, and with Dave Grohl. With Dave Grohl, and it was the band was called a Crisis of Conformity. Right. They they mm-hmm. put out they put out a seven-inch.
1: Oh, did they really?
2: And, and the song is all of that. It's all like. When Ronald Reagan comes to town. He's like, Can you hear me, Alexander Haig? And it was like the whole thing. Well, like, the thing about that like early
1: eighties. The thing about that sketch, if you notice the opening shot is a shot of like a stand with the name of the wedding. And the guy's mm. name is Lyle. Who's getting married? <laughs> yeah. And my wife swore, Dave put that in. I'm like, No, he didn't.
0: <laughs> it could be an ode to Lyle Presler. <laughs> no, he didn't. Did. Who knows? So uh, the number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 this week, Closer, from the Chainsmokers and Halsey. Steven, you familiar with that track?
2: I, I have never been more excited in my life to not have to care at all about music anymore. <laughs> I, I've been listening to, no lie, nothing but beach slang for almost two years now. Okay.
0: Didn't Beach Slang just put out a new album?
2: They it did. It's great.
0: Yeah. Uh, number one album on the Billboard 200 views from Drake. It returns. Uh, the number one song on iTunes, "Closer" from the Chainsmokers and Halsey. The number one album on iTunes, "Illuminate" from Shawn Mendes. And the number one song on Spotify. Take a guess, Stephen.
2: Uh, Taylor Swift. Closer
0: <laughs> from the Chainsmokers and Halsey. Stephen.
2: None of this, none of this, I care about none of it, man. <laughs> there's there's a book I read years ago, and it, this, it was one of the editors of Wired Magazine, Lyle, maybe you read it, um, called The Long Tail Theory. Oh, yeah. And that, it's, it's no longer a theory, it's here. Like, it's, like, wh- whatever you're into, like, now, if you're into Beyonce, like, you're way up on the line graph, mm-hmm. but if you're down here at the bottom and you're into, like, you know, whatever annoying band played a basement like in your town around the world there's a good group of people who are also into that because they saw it on youtube like there is no end to fandom so it's super low so it's like yeah i mean
1: uh, that's one interpretation of the long tail theory the yeah. other interpretation is it's a bunch of crap it doesn't work at least economically
2: oh economically it works not yeah, at but, all okay. not at all no no not economically it doesn't it doesn't um
0: so you're in the long tail theory. Every band has fans. So, everybody. So there's, there's a source of income for everything. Well,
1: yeah. The long tail theory says you got. Know, it's like the head of the comet, right? So yeah. Beyonce is on the head of the comet. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're flying through, and then there's this long tail of ice crystals coming off the back of it. They uh-huh. can stretch for thousands of miles, and everybody else is in that tail, but they're all being carried along by the comet.
0: By Beyonce.
1: Yes. Wow. She's yeah, actually at the controls. You so, know?
0: where is this radio show on the comet?
2: You're there, man. We're Way! There? <laughs> You're there. You're the camera we're, that landed on the comet.
1: Oh, wow. No, we're the probe that crashed into the comet and stopped uh, transmitting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen, thank you for being our first guest.
2: I sincerely hope this works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So uh, we'll be back with our music picks of the week right after this.
3: It's the hype. Lewis Latest. Let me tell you the story of right hand, left hand. It's a tale of good and evil. Hate. It was with this hand that Cain iced his brother. Love. These five fingers, they go straight to the soul of man. The right hand. The story of life is this, static. One hand is always fighting the other hand, and the left hand is kicking much ass. I mean, it looks like the right hand love is finished. But hold on, stop the presses, the right hand's coming back. Yeah, he got the left hand on the ropes now, that's right. Hand. Ooh, it's a devastating light. Hey, hurt. down. Ooh! Oh, left hand. Hey, ko by love.
0: Hey everybody, Jim Shear and Lyle Presler. It's the weekend music. So uh, quickly, I would like to say, rest in peace to Bill Nunn. He died of leukemia at the age of 63. He was in a bunch of movies, but he might be best remembered for playing Radio Raheem in Do the Right Thing. Always toting around that big boombox.
1: Yeah, I I I was so struck by that character when I saw that movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was that just a whole notion of like how how silent he was and like how sort of monumental he was Mm -hmm. as a character. I mean, it's sort of it's it's interesting, you know, when you create a character like that, you it really almost becomes you. Like, I mean, he obviously was not that character. I Mm -hmm. mean, he was an actor, he was a director, and. Um, but, but it, it, that, that image, and of course we, we can also say that how, how oddly prescient that movie was mm-hmm. for our own age, Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's real, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing, the parallels and the, it's, it's, it's really something.
0: Um, also Bill Nunn is from the great city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he used to be a ball boy, and I think he might've been a scout too, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really? Yeah.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, so
0: Bill Nunn will be missed. Now, speaking of Pittsburgh Legends, and I, I I can never say his name, Arnold Palmer. And for years, if you told me to say that ten times, I'd be unable to, but Arnold Palmer died this week at the age of eighty seven. He might have been one of the first brands. Brands, I'm talking about a celebrity who turned his name and his likeness into a brand.
1: Yes, absolutely, and, and certainly one of the first one of the m- first athletes to do so. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, if you consider golfers athletes, and that's maybe there's some question there, but uh, for some people, um, you know, it's it's funny. I mean, I'm I'm not a golf guy, um, so I I mean I obviously know who he is. I know who all the people are basically, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't. I'm not interested in the game. Um, but the one thing that everyone said over and over and over again was just what a stand-up person he was mm-hmm. like, just I mean without blemish basically um and and a person who f- felt very very strongly that the fans were the entire game mm-hmm. like the fans were the whole thing and 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 I'm told that you know no matter where he was if you approached him he would talk to you he shake pictures, your hand yeah yeah I mean that's the kind of guy he was and I saw an interview with Charlie Rose a piece of it from from years ago And he just came off as like such a compassionate, caring person—a person who, you know, really transcended the sort of elitist aspects of his Mm sport—and and and an incredibly successful businessman. I mean, yeah, Great instincts.
0: Yeah, I think they said last year he made over forty million (laughs) dollars. I mean, for a guy that long retired, Mm -hmm. that's pretty impressive. (laughs) Did you ever see his ESPN commercial? Where he's in the cafeteria and he makes himself an Arnold Palmer mixing oh, yeah, lemonade yeah. and iced tea. And then yeah. the two ESPN anchors say, that was awesome.
1: <laughs> hey, I drink Arnold Palmers. So yeah. <laughs>
0: My daughter does too. Yeah. And then finally, rest in peace to Jose Fernandez, pitcher for the Miami Marlins. He died in a boat crash on Sunday. He was only 24 years old. And if you're not familiar with sports... I was trying to think of a musical equivalent, and the one that keeps coming to mind is Richie Valens. Oh, Like a yeah. young guy who transcends culture, huge mm-hmm. in the Latino community, and he had so much promise, and then his life was cut short in his early 20s.
1: Yeah, and, and, and again, I mean... I had no idea how important he was to Miami and to the culture mm-hmm. um, of the entire city, not just the Hispanic culture, but like, and of course, if you don't know, the story about him is he he escaped from Cuba, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I had to try four times before succeeding, um, and, and he came to this country, he learned the language amazingly fast, if, if you saw him in an interview, you would have thought he was born in the United States. Um, and, and he was a tremendous player too. So, I mean, the, the player part of it, I mean, you know, he was a great player. He, he was, I think the only pitcher who was doing national ES, uh, national major league baseball advertising. So, you know, they use position players like, you know, hitters and stuff, but mm-hmm. frequently they don't use pitchers and they used him as a sort of ambassador. Um, and, you know, I always looked, to see what kind of a person he was, the person was, and 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 evidently he was very much loved. In fact, the police who were doing the press conference were were breaking down over it. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah. So uh, rest in peace, Jose Fernandez. He was a rock star in the world of baseball. So time now for our music picks of the week. I'll go first. Mine. We've heard it on the radio a lot. Side to Side from Ariana Grande featuring Nicki Minaj. And this, this is my problem with the VMAs or any other award show. They like to capture the new single instead of celebrating the year. So this song was actually performed at the VMAs, and I thought, well, I really haven't heard this that much. Like, why don't you play something I know? So if the VMAs happen today, I would love to hear this song performed live. But it's a month or so after the fact. So right. uh yeah, however many weeks later, now I dig it. So here is side to side from Ariana Grande featuring Nicki Minaj. I've
3: been all night Ariana. Minaj yeah. day. Yeah. Nicki Minaj. I yeah. got me walking side to side. No. I am tagging to you. Suck all these rich shows is my mini me. Maddie smoking, so they call me Young Nikki Chimney. Rappers in they feelings cause they feelin' me. Uh, I, I, I give zero folk, then I got zero chillin' me. Kissin' me, cop the blue box, I say Tiffany. Curry with the shot, just tell them to call me Stephanie. Gun pop, then I make my gum pop. I'm the queen of rap, young Ariana Run Pop. Uh. These friends keep talking way too much. I should give them up Can't hear them no Cause I Miss If you want I got
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it now. Now I, yeah,
1: I, like I want to hear I, well, it live I mean, on TV. I like I like basically I like anything that Nicki Minaj is in. <laughs> I mean, I want to, I want I want her to do books on tape. You know, that's no.
0: so this summer for me. Was a, a week summer for Song of the Summer candidates? I guess if you had to pick one, it would be one dance from Drake because it was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for 10 weeks in a row. But right. why wasn't this a summertime song? They should have released this in March.
1: Yeah, yeah, it came out late, right? Mm-hmm. Very late for the summer of, of Song of the Summer.
0: Yeah. So now we're going into the fall, but this song doesn't
1: feel fall to me. No, it doesn't feel fall. You're See right if we about worked
0: that. in the music business, Lyle, we Damn could it. solve problems.
1: Damn it, we could.
0: We could make hit but, songs. I would have told I would have told uh, 21 Pilots don't release heathen. Ride, well, I'm, I'm gonna Ride is going to be Jim. your song of the summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I like that song. Um, but um but I will say this, Jim. Let me ask you a, a serious question. Would you rather work in the music industry <laughs> or be more or less like a high-ranking official in hell <laughs> i mean you still got to yeah, get tormented I you know. still got to get tormented I but know. you avoid some of the more gruesome things
0: i know I, yeah i wish i could work in the music business on my terms but that would never happen
1: well that that was 1991 my friend yeah <laughs> yeah
0: all right point proven so uh what's what's your music pick of the week
1: I actually went with uh the LA trio young people named Cheery Glazer. Hmm. Um they've been around been kicking around for a couple of years and I heard uh a couple of their earlier songs, uh the song had ten dollars. And I at the time I kinda thought, eh, you know, it's a little it's a little gimmicky. Mm-hmm. It kind of it kind of reminded me a little bit of um if you remember, what was that song popular? um from not a surf? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. It sort of reminded me of that. It was like it was it was fun to listen to, but I kind of thought, yeah, whatever. I mean, it, it, it sort of I think popular kind of came on the end of that whole like right. indie pop rock thing and it was just sort of like yeah, yeah, yeah. So there so Cherry Glazer's early stuff was I think a little gimmicky, but they have a new song called Told You I'd Be With The Guys, which I think represents a quantum leap forward for me.
0: Okay, so shall we play it right now? We shall. And you may have heard the bell that is my pie. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to run to the oven while the song's being played. Laser. Now, what was the title of that again? Told you I'd be with the guys. Told you I'd be with the guys. And if anyone's wondering, uh, my pie turned out beautifully. I was wondering. Yeah, because my bell went off, and then we bantered for maybe another minute, and I thought, "Oh no, is yeah. it going to burn?" It, it turned out perfectly. So that minute of banter was a blessing to my apple pie. <laughs> Thank you, Lyle.
1: It's all in the timing, Jim. If
0: only, if only I was making a cherry pie. <laughs> there you go. Damn it. All right, uh, those were our music picks of the week. When we come back, we will play Ask Lyle.
3: How could I have been so careless? 1.21 gigawatts. Tom, how am I going to generate that kind of power? It can't be done. Can it? But all, right. all we need is a little plutonium. Oh, I'm sure that in 1985, plutonium is available in every corner drugstore. But in 1955, it's a little hard to come by. Marty, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid you're stuck here.
0: Yes, indeedy. Jim Shear and Lyle Presler with The Week in Music. Still uh, still celebrating this episode. Many firsts. We cooked an apple pie on air, and we had our first guest in Stephen Smith.
1: Well, you know, tomorrow, it's too bad this isn't tomorrow, because tomorrow I'm planning to make a pulled pork barbecue in my smoker. Mmm. Which I've never tried before, so it should be, it's a North Carolina style, so I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen.
0: We should have synced up pulled yeah, pork with apple pie for dessert. With an dessert. apple pie.
1: There you go. Now, what All will American. be
0: your... get. Well, let's play Ask Lyle. Ask
3: Lyle. <laughs>
0: okay. Because I, I have a question right off the bat Just that that came to me while you are talking about your pulled pork. Uh, what are the side dishes for your pulled pork?
1: Well, in general, the, the, the traditional way of eating it would be that you, you, you put it on a hamburger bun, mm-hmm. pulled pork with sauce and you put on uh, uh, coleslaw. Yeah. As your as your sort of condiment, if mm-hmm. you will, and and eat it like that. And generally your sides would be something like uh, uh, hush puppies or mm. cornbread or and collard greens, stuff yeah. like that. That's your traditional now way you're of talking. doing it. I might do some uh, kale with it. Um, you know, some some sauteed kale. Yeah. Uh, but that that's assuming that it that it turns out. Otherwise I'm ordering pizzas. Okay. <laughs> Because you you never know. When you do something for the first time, it can be a complete disaster. Okay, but
0: I want to let everyone know that Lyle's got game in the kitchen. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I make a hell of a mess. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so my, my first real question in Ask Lyle, it's probably my last question because that's all we have time for today. You sent me a picture of a dead squirrel hanging from your electrical wire this week. And you said, hey, Jim, you should Instagram this. And I thought, well, in the back of my head, I thought, well, you should Instagram it. Then you sent me a picture of your daughter with Pete Wentz. Then you sent me a picture of your radio setup. with It's on top of your Marshall amp, and it's perfect. So you've got three perfect pictures there that would work on Instagram. So my question is, when is Lyle Presler going to join Instagram?
1: Well, you know, I'm edging closer, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Glennie Friedman did it. I, well, you know, I, I do like Instagram in the sense that I probably will be shielded from some of the more, you know, nasty kind of comments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the squirrel thing briefly? Yeah, he's still hanging, right? Yeah, yeah. We. so what happened was across the street from me, I was looking out the window last Saturday, I mean, Saturday before last, and I saw the squirrel. It appeared to be sitting up. Its tail was was it was sitting on power lines, and its tail was swinging in the you know swinging back and forth. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting pose for a squirrel, you know. And and he seems to be surveying what's going on. And people were walking by, and no, the squirrel didn't seem to be doing anything. And after 20 minutes, I kind of got the suspicion that the squirrel wasn't alive. So I walked out, and I walked over, and I clapped and yelled and banged and stuff, and, and the squirrel didn't move. And the squirrel was definitely dead. And it was sort of fairly wedged between two power lines in such a position, so it was sitting, sitting upright. And, and, um, and so the squirrel sat, and the, and the only reason the tail was moving because the breeze was moving it back and forth, and I couldn't see any trauma to the squirrel. So now, Jeff Nelson from Minor Threat is a major squirrel fan. <laughs> he loves squirrels. So, of course, I dashed off a picture to Jeff because I figured if anyone's going to know how this poor squirrel met his or her demise, uh, Jeff would know. Um, and Jeff would have seen it before, but Jeff had not seen it before, and he his conclusion was electrocution. Um, and you know the only thing about it was that I thought sort of thought well my power line runs right into this main line, and if there is a break in the in the power line, I want to know about it because I don't want my power to go out. Mm-hmm. So I called up our local power company and uh, and gave them very specific coordinates of the dead squirrel. It'd be kind of hard st- to miss. Yeah, well, it's you know it's small, and it's sort of under a tree. I mean, at first I thought maybe it fell out of a tree and somehow wedged itself, but that didn't make any sense because mm-hmm. if it fell, it would fall head first, not feet first. And, and so they sort of pretended to take it seriously, but that was three days ago, and no truck has shown up to okay. take it down. So it's still there if anyone wants to see it. That's right. And we would all be able
0: to see it if Lyle was on Instagram.
1: Well, maybe we'll do that, Jim.
0: Yeah. All right. Because I, I seem to have the magic touch. After people speak with me, they jump on Instagram. You do indeed. Glen- you, you should be. You should be a
1: brand ambassador for Instagram.
0: <laughs> Glennie Friedman will never admit it, but I think I was the last interview he did before he jumped on Instagram. Mm, he will not admit it. <laughs> In my experience, he will not. (laughs) So uh, many thanks to Stephen Smith for joining us today. For Lyle Presler, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yins later.
2: So long, farewell, I'll be the same good night. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has just left the building.